0: Bonjour everyone, you're listening to I just want to read the podcast, I'm your host Jean-Philippe. So in this episode, we are going to be talking with Waz. Hello Waz. Hi. How are you?
1: I'm good, how are you?
0: Good, thank you. Thank you for being part of this episode. So, was you a uh, content creator and a food blogger. Can you tell us a bit about you?
1: Yeah, um, so I'm a vegan blogger and content creator. Um, I also freelance for Eater Portland, and I am the director of the Portland chapter of Veganizer, which hosts vegan pop-ups at omnivore restaurants. Um, I, I come from a creative background, and I went to architecture school and then got into design, and... When I was working in design, uh, I was working in a place that specialized in wine, and that's how I got into food blogging. And I, I think I started my blog in 2011 when I first moved to New York City, and I think that was how I first met you.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I started my uh, blog in 2011 too. So I, I'm just curious, how did you decide to, to become a vegan? Because I don't think at that time you were.
1: No, I think when we first met, I was like, Still an omnivore, skewing vegetarian. Um, I stopped eating meat at the end of 2012. And then it took a few more years before I went entirely vegan. Um, I think it was t- around like 2016 was probably when I went entirely vegan. And for me, it was it started like with, with the animals. Like I wouldn't eat my cats. So why is it okay to eat other animals? And I... As I, like, went on my vegan journey, I realized, like, going vegan for the animals and for all the great food, like, that wasn't enough. Like, I, I learned about the environmental reasons to go vegan. Like, it takes so so many resources to produce meat um, when we could be eating plants instead. Um, I'm also vegan because I'm a feminist. Um you know, female animals are by far the most exploited. You know, chickens, cows, like it made sense to me um, to like, to go vegan, to be in alignment with my feminist values. And also like, I'm, I'm vegan because black lives matter. Um, you know, veganism is not just about animal rights, it's also about human rights and standing against all forms of oppression.
0: What is your philosophy when teaching people about veganism?
1: Uh, so I, I don't really like tell people why I'm vegan unless they ask me. Like I will post about it like on Instagram or on my blog like in my own space, but you know, I, I let people approach me to have that conversation, partly because it, it is a tough conversation to have. and sometimes people like don't really want to hear it. and you know would rather like ignorance is bliss, they don't want to th- talk talk about it, don't want to think about it. Um, but you know when when people do have that conversation with me, I, you know, I explain it in the way that I just explained to you. And I also encourage them to try the food, watch documentaries, like educate yourself. It, it really is a learning process. Like some people go vegan overnight. That was not how it happened for me. Um, I, I slowly like scaled back on the animal products I was eating and then went vegetarian. And then as more time passed, I was like, wait, it doesn't make sense that I'm still eating eggs and dairy. And then I made that switch.
0: I have, maybe you're gonna find it's a, it's a stupid question, but we often talk about uh, eggs and dairy huh, when we talk about veganism. I heard that honey also Should mm-hmm. I, is it true?
1: Yeah, um, so vegans don't eat honey. It's because um you know bees like labor over honey. Um it's their you know their food. It takes them like a whole lifetime to produce like one teaspoon, I think. And you know we're we're taking that away from them, but I I can see how honey is pretty different from something like eggs and dairy.
0: And is it easy in Portland to be vegan?
1: Yes, it is. Um, Portland has has been like known as like a vegan like capital, vegan haven for a really long time. Um, you know, for a small city, like our our vegan options is really great. Like I think we would rival like New York and
0: L.A. Probably look, there's some good option I would say in New York, but I'm not sure there's that much, you know, compared to the size of New York. In fact, Uh, and I tried uh, a few of them recently. Very look, Mm -hmm. I'm an omnivore. My wife is vegetarian, so it's it's, yeah, she's vegetarian. In fact, it's very interesting what you said in your introduction because she was vegetarian before knowing me, but she went back to meat. And then after that, I was watching documentaries about food on Netflix, mm-hmm. and she was just listening. She was not even watching. And she said, that's it. I don't want to eat meat, fish anymore. And so it's been, I think, three years, something like that. But it's very interesting because we don't eat meat at home.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: going to be only uh, when I'm outside. But it gives me an opportunity to try vegetarian food and in some cases vegan food.
1: I was gonna say that was very much like how I approached it. For a long time, um, I wouldn't cook meat at home, I would only eat it out at restaurants, and it was more of a like special occasion kind of thing, but at home I I stuck to strictly vegan and vegetarian meals.
0: The transition from omnivore to vegetarian to vegan, you said it was progressive. What advice would you give people who would like to do it?
1: Um, so a lot of people have asked me this question and um, sometimes people approach it like well like I like the idea of going vegan I but I'm scared like I won't be able to keep up with it and you know that's okay like you don't have to be it's not about perfection like if you intend to eat more vegan meals like start with once a day and try to do that every day. You know, I think that if everybody just ate at least one vegan meal a day, like, you know, they would feel better, like it would be better better for the animals, better for the environment. And I think that's something that like everybody can keep up with. And if you do decide to go entirely vegan, like it's okay to not like do it overnight. Like you you can take time to like learn about food, learn about how to cook and then kind of make that like part of your everyday life like I I don't think I would be able to stick to it if I tried to do it overnight
0: and you said there's health benefits what health benefits would you mention
1: um, so I I basically eat whatever I want that's vegan and I never feel like fully like bloated like lethargic you know how sometimes when you eat like a really heavy meaty meal and it just it's just too rich like I don't yeah. I don't get that feeling anymore. And, you know, meat is linked to heart disease and cancer and even diabetes. And, you know, I think that just adapting to, like, more vegan meals, like, even if you don't go entirely vegan, like, you'll feel better. Like, your body will thank you for it.
0: And you mentioned cooking. Do you have Mm -hmm. any... Tips about you know how you would replace uh, butter, for example, or any other dairy to make it vegan.
1: Um, so there are just a lot of options in the market these days. Um, like there there's you know vegan butter, vegan so many options for vegan cheese, and um, you know you can even make your own at home. And you know the plant-based milk. Movement is like just taking off. Like it's not just like soy and almond milk. There's pea protein milk and oat milk, and like just so many options in the market. Like it's almost like overwhelming sometimes.
0: And is there anything that sometimes you know you miss from your past? I would say,
1: um, not really. I guess for a long time, like there was a part of me that missed bacon. I used to love bacon but you know there are like vegan bacon products like there's a local product here in portland um it's a soy-based gluten-free non-gmo bacon by thrilling foods and it i I think i posted about it not too long ago and it like it cooks up very similarly bacon like it has that like chewy but crispy texture like it's i mean it's a really great time to like be exploring these products
0: yeah, no, it's true. In fact, you know, you're right. You have plenty of uh, alternatives with uh, almond milk and, and stuff like that. Yeah, You know, my when I was thinking about butter, it's because what some chefs do is that they use avocado instead of butter mm-hmm. uh, because there's that creaminess that they're trying to, to get there with the avocado. So I was thinking about that. But you're right. There are so many products now and more and more in the supermarket you see a section, still small, but a section where you see different vegan products that you can buy. Uh, And I tried uh, some uh, vegan bacon, you know, that you can get with your eggs uh, because Mm -hmm. my wife, being vegetarian, of course, uh, bacon is off the table. And it's pretty good, I have to say. Mm -hmm. What do you think about the Impossible Burger, Beyond Burger?
1: So I I really enjoy them. Um, They are very meaty and I feel like both of those brands are like in competition right now to like release like new products all the time and you know sometimes vegans will say like that's like that's too realistic like I don't want to eat that but I don't think vegans and vegetarians are their target audience I think that these brands creating these products are like they want the meat eaters to be interested in them and to try them I think that's where like real change happens because if you're already vegan or vegetarian great you don't you know you're not eating meat like they they're trying to reach the people who love burgers and you know will not like give out their like beef burger but hey here is an option that is not made of animals give that a try
0: or it could be a vegan and a vegetarian who have cravings about burgers
1: mm-hmm. exactly
0: yeah and
1: i think what's so interesting about these you know all these like alternatives on the market is People might say, like, well, I don't like these products, like, so that's why I can't go vegan. And, well, you know, you, you can go vegan without touching any of these products. Like, I don't buy a lot of them because sometimes they can be more expensive and they also come in a lot of packaging. And, you know, it really is more of a special occasion kind of thing for me. Um, you know, when I'm cooking at home, like, I, I stick to, like, tofu and tempeh and vegetables and, you, know, you can cook lots of delicious vegan meals like without any of these meat alternatives.
0: Yeah, I tried those, I have to say. It all depends how you're going to make them also. Mm-hmm. So I know that, for instance, I can make tacos or a chili. If I don't tell you it's uh, vegan, you're not going to guess it. It's pretty mm-hmm. incredible huh, with that. Burgers, I have to try because apparently the Impossible Burger at Burger King is people fail the test between this and the real burger. So I'm going to have to try that one. Mm-hmm. Especially the Beyond Burger, definitely you can see the difference. I think it's more the Impossible Burger that is really incredible. And as you said, they're coming more and more with new product. I think they just released the Impossible Pork.
1: Yeah, there's a sausage product.
0: Yeah. And a yeah. Chicken,
1: chicken nuggets.
0: Yes. I have not tried those yet. No. Well, the sausage, the sausages, I tried a few. There might be more vegetarian than vegan, to be honest. It was okay for me. Uh, but at the end, you know, I don't mind, you know, if I cook for my wife, uh, using those products at the end because it's not something where I would say it's horrible, I don't want to touch it. It's fine, they're doing a, a pretty good job and I think they are gonna Continue to deliver products, but as you said, are probably having are target audience being meat eaters, people starting to think that well, finally, it's it's not that bad.
1: Yeah, I I think it's interesting. That, you know, when I hear about meat eaters trying these products, like that's you know that's the kind of stuff I want to hear. <laughs> like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and it, it also just comes down to how you cook it because yes. you know if you cook them wrong, if you overcook them, I mean, they cook much faster than like traditional meat so when you're overcooking them of course it's going to be tough and chewy
0: <laughs> yeah no that's true look a few years ago i went to saxon and parole but unfortunately closed i think during covid and if you go to my blog and you look at the photo of the impossible burger mm-hmm. if i don't tell you it's an impossible burger and they they just put a little flag on it so you you can read it you would really think it was beef incredible. Yeah. It really looked like that. They cooked it really well. And when I tasted it, I was really impressed. So I, I think it's really the difference between the beyond and the, the impossible. And what I heard is that Impossible uh, Food is, is trying to recreate a rebuy now. That is a challenge because of a texture. Mm-hmm. Because you know, when you talk about a burger, the the patty uh, at the end of the day, the texture is going to be much easier to recreate than if you're trying to to do a steak, a ribeye, for instance.
1: Yeah, I would be interested to see them do that. Like that's definitely challenging.
0: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Look, maybe they're going to use a three D printer for that. Huh? I think I read. That I I, so. I
1: read something about three D printed meat recently.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Look, that can be interesting. You can do it at home. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't know what to eat. Let me print a steak. I don't know. Maybe it's the future. Yeah, I, don't,
1: I can print 3D like cat food for my cats to eat.
0: <laughs> yeah. So just maybe something that you can explain to us. What's the difference between a plant-based diet with vegetarian and vegan? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so vegetarian, like you don't eat meats. you don't eat seafood but you do eat eggs and dairy and you know with vegan you don't eat any of those things no animal products um and when i first went vegan i i thought that plant-based and vegan were the same thing people use them interchangeably and over the last few years like a lot the the term plant-based has like taken off and i think a lot of brands have come jumped onto the plant-based bandwagon and like started using that phrase even though they are not vegan like they they come use it like to say like oh our product is mostly plants so you see products labeled plant-based but it contains a tiny little bit of milk i've also seen like a meal delivery service say they have plant-based meals but there's fish in it and you know fish is not a plant so i don't know what they're talking <laughs> about but i i don't know i i think right now like i don't really fully trust the term plant-based like i think it it's just this trendy yep. word but vegan for me like vegan is not just a diet it's a lifestyle like um you know, i don't buy products that you know. Have ingredients that come from animals. Like, I try to be conscious. Like, where my like skincare comes from. Like, no animal testing, no animal ingredients in there. Um, I still have some things made out of wool and leather. You know, I'm still using them because I had these things before I went vegan. But I'm not gonna buy new products unless they are you know from like a vegan company that you know is like recycling materials, like you know, and has like ethical practices
0: you know a, lo- a lot of time when even my wife and sometimes she hears that being vegetarian people are like but if you don't eat meat you're not getting enough protein what would you say to them
1: uh so there's protein in plants you know there's protein in like tofu tempeh beans and seeds um there's protein in vegetables so you know, it's there's small amounts but if you are eating a lot of vegetables like you're getting plenty of protein um and in the vegan community, there's a joke, uh, there's this meme, it says, nobody asks you about your protein intake until they find out you're vegan. Like nobody's you know, asking like the average person, like, oh, are you getting enough protein? It's only when they hear that you're vegan.
0: Yeah, that's true. Now I know that my wife, a few times shared to explain to people exactly what you said about tofu, chickpeas, you know, all this type of stuff. True that you're not gonna get the same amount, but you can get enough of it, definitely.
1: Mm-hmm. And there are like vegan athletes and bodybuilders out there, and you know, when I see pictures of them, I'm like, yeah, they're definitely getting enough protein.
0: What are the challenge? So you you said that in Portland you have a great restaurant scene for for vegan. What are the challenge when you eat out being vegan if you don't go to a vegan restaurant and you want to eat out with people who are not vegan?
1: Uh, so it's pretty rare for me to be in a position where. You know, we go to a restaurant, there's nothing vegan there. Like, that's very unusual these days. I would say most restaurants in major cities have, you know, a few vegan dishes on the menu, or there might be things that are, like, accidentally vegan or can be easily adjusted to be vegan. So, like, finding options isn't really a challenge anymore unless I'm traveling. I would say, like, the biggest challenge is probably, like, being around people who are eating meat like I'm not I'd say I'm more tolerant of the sight of meat than some vegans like being in the food industry like I'm kind of used to seeing that but the the sight of it doesn't really bother me it's the smell it's that smell Hmm. of like burning flesh that like is almost like nauseating for me sometimes
0: okay
1: it's a very distinct smell
0: you know, it's very interesting because the smell that you mentioned, I never notice it because I love, well, I notice it, but for me, it's not like something where I'm going to say, hm that smell is very strong or, or anything mm-hmm. there. So, but uh, I can, look, I can understand, but uh, usually, look, if people are not comfortable uh, seeing me eating meat or seafood, uh, there's so many options. And, and to be honest, I had some great experience eating vegan. Uh, The last one was back in July, in Philadelphia, uh, when I went to veg. Uh,
1: I was going to ask you, was it veg?
0: (laughs) Ah, it was, it it was great. What I wanted to do, so I wanted to surprise my wife because she's a good sport. We are going to steakhouses and stuff like that. Sometimes that is not always easy when you're vegetarian because not, you know, Mm -hmm. all restaurants are that flexible with their menu. I have to say, I'm really surprised. Look, it's not complicated. Huh? It's a salad, just remove the bacon, for instance. We're not asking you to do something extraordinary. But we had a few cases where they were not that nice. So I said, okay, let's see what's in Philadelphia. Found out veg and we able to get a reservation there.
1: Thanks.
0: And I have to say, it was an incredible meal and I did not miss not having meat at all. And I was really surprised that some of the dishes were vegan.
1: Um, Like what kind of dishes? I've never been to veg. I've been wanting to go there. I had a trip booked to Philadelphia last year, and then I had to cancel because of COVID. So I'm living vicariously through you right now. (laughs)
0: Look, the dessert was uh, incredible. It was uh, like chocolate pudding. That was uh, crazy. And then they made a fondue with rutabaga. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And I have to say, first, you know, the presentation was uh, beautiful with a lot of colors and stuff. And I always attach a, a lot of importance. You know, when you go eat, it's not just about the, what you put in your mouth. It's also the entire experience, you know, with yeah, the your restaurant, eyes the service first. and your eyes. That's why I hate, you know, when they lower the light, it's not just for the photos that I take. <laughs> But it's also sometimes, it's sad because I'm using, you know, a little uh, a little lamp for, so the photos I can really capture. And sometimes, you know, when when I turn it on, I'm like, why do they put the light, they dim the light like that? Because that dish is beautiful, but you can't see it. Mm-hmm. And that's the saddest thing uh, with uh, the restaurant. But there it was great because it was early. I think we were able, the only reservation we were able to get was around 5.30. So there was a lot of light. The mm-hmm. colors were incredible. You know, they were really popping. Now it was uh, from start to finish uh, a great experience. So I really like that. And the second great experience I remember, it's in uh, DC. I don't know if you know Elizabeth's Gone uh, No, I'm not familiar with that
1: one.
0: So the, the chef is, uh, is not vegan, but he decided to do an all vegan menu. And it was very interesting because he's recreating certain flavors. And I remember the Amuse, you would bet there was blue cheese in it. Mm -hmm. But there was not. I don't know what his secret is, but it was really incredible. And same thing there, the entire menu was great. I did not miss at all any uh, animal product uh, there. And, And I think this is... This is right after you're going to tell me those are not like you know uh, basic restaurants i mean it's uh, a bit more expensive i would say than what you would find at places like in new york i don't know how they pronounce it but i say ja 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 mexicana yeah or double zero that i tried recently so some people may say okay but look, it's more fine dining so that's why you had a great meal but look, you have other places where you can really get some good vegan food anyway. The only thing for me is more when they try too hard to recreate uh, meat. You know, as an omnivore for me, it's going to be like, mm, nah no. I have one place for, maybe if you if you come to New York, it's French and it's called Delice uh, and Saras. Delice and
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Have you tried it? I did. Um, last time I was there, I got the escargot and the vin. Yep. Yeah. I did not try the vin. I tried the boeuf bourguignon. I had the escargot. Oh. I went a couple of times. And, and I have to say, it's being French, you know I'm going to be more critical, of course. Yes. I mean, it's always like that. Uh, and in any French restaurant, I'm going to be like, all right, let's see if it's really authentic. <laughs> I, I thought they did a great job... Uh, it's a very nice restaurant but, but definitely I would recommend. Mm-hmm. So Portland, you mentioned the food scene there. Look, I only know Portland, I've never been. Huh? I just saw uh, Portland on TV,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: you know, in, in TV shows like... Um, Portland, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so can, can you give maybe a, a, a little bit of insight about the food scene over there?
1: Yeah, so I, I think a lot of people think about, like, New York and LA as you know bigger cities have a great food scene, but I think our, our food scene here is awesome for a small city. Um, you know we are in close proximity to a lot of farms, so our produce is really great. Um, a lot of the restaurants that do serve meat are also just like celebrating vegetables, like local farmers, local farms. Like you know a, a lot of what we do here is seasonal, and you know you can go to a place that does serve meat, but, you know, it's always gonna come with vegetables that, you know, are like, I mean, there there are places that, where like the meat is like the side component and the vegetable is really the centerpiece. I think that's been a a cool thing to see in Portland. It's not just like meat as the, the main attraction.
0: Yeah, in fact, it's interesting you see that because it reminds me of a French restaurant. It was vegetarian, very close, unfortunately. But oh. their view, I think it was called Le Village, They uh, close a while back. Huh? But their um, the idea was to say, look, very often, vegetables are a side. We want to make it the main. And I thought that was very interesting because it's true that very often, you know, when it's well cooked, it's a meal on its own.
1: Yeah, um, I guess every time people talk about, like, vegetables that are cooked right, I think about Dirt Candy and how, you know, their tagline was, you know, anybody can cook a burger, leave the vegetables to the professionals. Yep. And, and you know, she's Amanda Cohen is doing like really like amazing things with vegetables over there. Like the best hot dog I've ever had was a broccoli hot dog at Dirt Candy. Um, there's a mushroom dish there. It's like mushroom like four different ways, and it's you know it's so interesting what you can do with vegetables and. I think that's where like, re- like true like culinary like creativity is like. You know, very often like we get stuck in like, well, I have to have a piece of chicken in my meal, and, I, and then I have these vegetables on the side. But when you take the chicken out, you know you're forced to like be more creative with the vegetables. Like I think that going vegan for me didn't restrict or limit me. Like if anything, it got me to like, learn more about vegetables, and also just push myself to, like, do new things in the kitchen. Like, I would not have thought to make cheese out of cashews and coconut oil unless I went vegan. I I would not have thought to, like, explore all these other cuisines um, if I had not gone vegan. And there are a lot of foods from other cultures. You know, America is all, like, meat protein focused, but in other cultures, like, there are more vegetables, there are alternative proteins. And, you know, it's, I think going vegan has like opened up my world, I would say.
0: Now, it's interesting you, you say that because um, you probably know Vatan, the Indian re- restaurant that is totally vegetarian. Mm-hmm. It's in Murray Hill in New York. And we went a few times with my wife. So the idea is it's all you can eat and it's only vegetarian. And last time I was talking about it uh, to a co-worker who wanted to know where to eat with her boyfriend over the weekend. And I said, look, you should go there, it's great. We went there, we had a great time. It's vegetarian. So she was like, uh, I don't think he will want to go because if he has no meat, my boyfriend will not want to go. So I said, look, tell him to trust me. Mm-hmm. I went there. I did not miss any meat. They went and they were really happy about it. So, look, you have a lot of culture. You would eat probably some of these dishes there without thinking, hey, there's no meat in it. Mm -hmm. When it's, you know, it's Chinese, Indian, Thai. I mean, in in Asia, you have a lot of vegetarian. And their cuisine, their vegetarian dishes are pretty good. After, the only thing I don't know, and and you made a point uh, earlier, is that, is it fully vegetarian? Do they put fish sauce, for instance, uh, in it? But the only doubt I have, you know, when I'm gonna eat Chinese, for instance, unless they put it on the menu, that it's totally vegetarian. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the French onion soup. A lot of people did not realize that they do it with a beef stock.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's where, like, a lot of of people who are vegan, like, don't like to go out to omnibore restaurants for their vegan options, because you don't know about the hidden ingredients. And so I I think that's where like restaurants need to be more transparent about labeling what's vegan, what's gluten-free, like they should know what goes into each dish and they should have that clearly labeled on the menu. I shouldn't have to ask like five questions to find out what's in it.
0: No, I agree. And you know, the last time I read an article and they were talking about miso soup and they put fish sauce, I think, in it. And I mean, you, you may find, you know, some uh, vegetarian one, but I told my wife, so no more miso soup anymore. Unfortunately, and she loves miso soup. So I agree with you, they need to be more transparent. It's not yet mainstream uh, that you see really, you know, if it's vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free on the menu. We start seeing restaurants doing that, but uh, hopefully one day it's gonna be a bit more. Huh? Because even if you ask the waiter, they don't always know everything mm-hmm. that is in it. If you have to name one restaurant in Portland to eat vegan, only one. Let's say we're coming with my wife. We're gonna have one vegan meal. Which one would it be, and why?
1: Oh, that's a tough question.
0: <laughs> I don't want you to have enemies after over there.
1: Um, I guess my question for you would be: You know, are you are you craving like? comfort food, are you looking for Asian food, like what, you know, what do you like? And then I would recommend a restaurant for
0: you. It's a good question. To be honest, usually when I look at vegetarian or vegan restaurant, I'm just going to Google best vegetarian or vegan restaurant in the city without thinking, okay, let me find, you know, if it's Asian, if it's comfort food or anything. I think I'm looking really more for the experience.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would send you to Murasada. It's vegan Sri Lankan food. It is also a worker-owned like cooperative, um, one of the few or the only in the city, um, and they they make a really like incredible like rice and curry plate and. Like there's just so many like colors, flavors, textures, and then when you mix it all together, it's like it's really special.
0: What dish uh, would you recommend there?
1: Uh, the rice and curry plate. So uh, it, it changes every weekend, and it has like several different curries and like, relishes and sides. And um, I I really love uh, the sini sambal, like the the caramelized onions, and that is just so good and. Um, they do a jackfruit curry. That's I think that's always on the menu, and that's just really delicious.
0: Look, if one day we visit Portland, and I'll be honest with you, each time we think about Portland, we think about the donuts, voodoo donuts. Oh yes. <laughs> so because we saw that, you know, so many times on TV, that we're like, we have to try those donuts so and
1: there is a vegan donut shop that i can send you to as
0: well a vegan donut shop look that's interesting I, I mean i we we saw a couple of vegan donuts in new york but i don't think i ever tried i think i tried vegan cookie one time but i've never mm-hmm. tried a vegan donut
1: oh oh you gotta go to the cinnamon snail
0: okay i'll check that look that's very interesting i think it's a good way for people to understand a bit more you know about Veganism, because I think for a lot of people they have that maybe a, a negative image of it. Probably because they they feel maybe it attack because of their uh, eating habits uh, without really understanding that people have different philosophies and and what it is about also. And I think there's also it's it's also very cultural huh? as you said. There's a, a lot of things a lot of cultures where meat is very present when i was a kid i think we were eating meat three times a week and then fish mm-hmm. eggs etc so it's it's definitely an evolution and i think uh, definitely all the information you gave us was extremely interesting so i hope people learned a lot People are going to think about it. And if you have any questions, uh, they, uh, they can reach out to me. Or, or maybe they can reach out to you. Where, where can we find you?
1: Um, you can find me on Instagram at waz.woo Or you can look for my blog, wazwoo.com And you can also find me um, some of my work on Eater Portland.
0: Thank you, Was, for your participation.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me.
0: You're welcome. So that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to reach out to me if you have any question, comment, or suggestion at jp at and check out the blog at www.adjustwanttoeat.com. À bientôt. Au revoir.